Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around and finding out? Well, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bail bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601-825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. Unfiltered, no sugar added, talk radio. You've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. i got my favorite blue-haired California liberal here with me, all the way back from Los Angeles, California. Did you spend any time in West Hollywood? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. I didn't get a chance to really to do anything. But I would sit in the hotel room and read a case file. Oh, we got Sean Yorker on here in the studio. Sean, I was telling... Uh, Kim's producer, Cliff, here at the studio. He yep. spent a little time out in California, too. Yeah. I was telling him about the time that I went out to L.A. Again, it was somewhere between a month and six years that I lived there. I, <laughs> the, 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 we, the longer, I, the further removed I get from my time in, in L.A., the, the longer I was there. But uh, the evidence is beginning to suggest I may have only been there about a month. It, well, I, I think that you might have been in traffic for a month, right? Because yeah, that's what I've, I learned. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> From my short trip, that uh, that that traffic, something else, man. Well, look, I had my real we ain't uh, Toto we ain't in Kansas anymore moment. Okay, we had gone through we had gone through the Taco Bell drive through, and uh, one for one thing, it was in Spanish. Yeah, this is over off West Alameda Boulevard, and two, we also had a Spanish option up there. There was an English and Spanish. Okay, and when we get when we got through, and I probably told this story on here before, we were pulling out, and you know, like you pull out of fast food restaurants in Mississippi. There'll be utility poles and people have like garage sale stuff nailed to them, like mm-hmm. yard sale this weekend. There was a sign and it said, gay for pay, 500 a scene. <laughs> I was like, we ain't in, well, this ain't Mississippi. I want, mama, I want to come home. Yeah, I had a, a kind of similar moment. I was, uh, I got landed at about five o'clock on Monday afternoon and I was going to try to find a restaurant, but that was in walking distance, but there was just all these strip malls and it wasn't anything. So there was a 7-Eleven right next to the hotel and I Crossed the street and the street started talking to me, and I got kind of nervous. It was like, "Stop, stop!" I'm like, "Who's saying this?" And it was the it's the street, Big Brother. Yeah, and I had never actually never seen one of those. Put your before. mask on. Apparently, it's quite Put common. And I asked, like, if they uh, who that they were like, "Well, that's what they do for the blind, and that's why they have those." So I didn't know that. Yeah, that's their excuse, <laughs> Big Brother. That's Big Brother. Uh Sean, let's just jump straight in. Uh, tell us about tell everybody why you were in California. I was talking to Allison last night. She didn't. I was telling, kind of trying to bring her up to speed. She's like, "Oh, that's cool." I didn't know. I guess I had not told her. So I bring everybody up to speed. Why were you in LA if it wasn't for five hundred a scene? It wasn't for five hundred a scene. No, no. Um, I was there. Uh, there was a uh, ABC News is doing a, a documentary that they're going to distribute through Hulu. Um, which they've already they've already done it. This is actually the second season of a series called Death in the Dorms. When does it come out? January. It'll okay. come out Jan- well, The first season's already on Hulu. You yeah. can watch the first season. Death in the Dorms. Yeah, it's about the murder of college students. Um, each episode is a different college and or university. And um, this is for the second season, which is based on a case of a, a girl named Latasha Norman that went to uh, Jackson State back in 2007. And 
she was uh, kidnapped and murdered by her uh, boyfriend, Stanley Cole. And, and the, the thing that was kind of salacious about that case is that you know Stanley killed her, and then he put her in the trunk of his car, and he drove around with his friends and went and had dinner and went shopping to Walmart and stuff. And while she's with in, her, with the dead body, yeah, the, the body, her body was in the trunk of the car. So that's kind of always caught. This is like the third documentary they've done on the case, and um, <clears throat> yeah. but this is like kind of the biggest one they've done on it. And uh, that was one of the reasons that the producer said, "Well, we found out about that part. And it's kind of salacious." So yeah, I mean, the lack of give a f's that yeah. it takes to ride around with a body in your trunk for an extended amount of time with his other girlfriend too. Let me ask. Here's. Yeah. I think this is this is an important question to ask. What time of the year was it? This was in November. So November okay. So I'm about to say this is summer. You ain't riding long before the stench. N- no, starts creeping through. And that was what was like, difficult about the case. So he had done that, and this happened. Uh, it actually she disappeared on November the 13th. Now I know all the facts. That what came year was of, it? 2007. Seven. Okay. And you know now that I had to restudy a 16 year old murder case. That you know, so I, anyway, so it happened in November the 13th, and then he after he rode around with her body in the trunk of the car. He dumped it over off by Tougaloo, and they didn't find her body for two weeks because that's when he confessed and told where it was. And at that point, it was in a pretty advanced state of decomposition, so mm-hmm. it was difficult to determine cause of man or death. Interesting. Uh, so people are talking about the uh, – I've had a couple texts this morning unrelated about maybe the, the signal station this morning. We're not supposed to talk about this kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. other stations are experiencing the same thing this morning. Every now and then there's an atmospheric issue that causes radio waves to be a little wonky. So – it's not a it's not a WYAB issue. Uh, the, I listen to a sports talk show coming in every morning, and they were having the same issue, unrelated. So it, it's a as Matt explained, it's an atmospheric issue that causes uh, frequencies to get a little wonky sometimes. So you can always stream the show WYAB dot com. Go to your browser on your phone. Go to WYAB dot com. Hit listen live, and boom, perfectly crystal clear streaming worldwide and if you miss any of it you can always check out the podcast clay edward show.com all right sorry i didn't mean to no, interrupt you there i just wanted to i wanted to clarify that before i got a million texts and i do appreciate everybody texting by the way i'm not i'm not being a i'm not being dismissive of y'all's text i just figured i would jump in front of it there i didn't even know that that was good information i always stream the show when i'm not on i always yeah. i always listen to it on, my, on the internet so i don't ever i don't hey, yeah. know what the signal's doing well you know like, that car i drive's got a really good Really good radio in it for a factory radio, so it actually picks up better than any vehicle I've had probably ever. So I, I, it's not too big of an issue, but it was this morning. So I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that thing that Matt talks about is going on." Because okay. I listen, I, I, I'm allowed to say this working for an independent station. I can I can acknowledge other radio st- hosts and shows exist because mm-hmm. we don't have 50 different things in this one in this one building. Sure, I, I like listening to Doug Colson in the morning on 106.3. Yeah, you know he's got Colson's beer. He was been on the. He's had a sports talk show forever. Really, nice. Chuck and Doug. Like when I first started really listening to sports talk, those guys had a just a staple radio show. And I think Chuck passed away from uh, cancer last year. If my memory serves me correct, a couple years ago. So uh, anyway, but Doug got back into the sports talk business, and I just like the way his show flows. It's, mm-hmm. it's really laid back. It. I mean, this is a compliment. It's not overly put together. Yeah. It's just conversation, not like ours. Okay. You know, it's just him and another guy just kind of chit-chatting. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was just listening to this morning and noticed that they were having the same. Same problem. Yeah, same atmospheric issue. I was like, that's weird. It's like, I'm in the middle of Jackson and this isn't picking up very good. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I've been educated by, huh. the, by the Georgia Tech grad about, about atmospheric uh, interference or something like that. I, did, I never knew anything about that. That's really interesting. To, it, it, I'm sure Matt will give us a, you know, a dissertation later about yeah, he, this. I, I probably got texts on my phone from him now. I don't, actually. But like, <laughs> he's like, don't talk about it on the radio. 
Uh, all right, so back so, to back to your trip to LA. Yeah, so we what what they do is um, these producers crews they uh, they rent out houses in um, different parts of LA to do sh- movie shoots. Like, there's a service I forget what it's called. It's like Airbnb, but it's just for movie shoot. And you get the app and you say, you know, I want this drug dealer's mansion for the day, and that's kind of what they did. Where, where we were at, it was like this looked like Pablo Escobar's house. I have a funny story about that, but continue. <laughs> so anyway, we did this, this shoot there. It took about five hours, and uh, and they were uh, the, the thing was really w- well put together, and they're just about to, done cutting the season, and I said it'll be out in January, and um, you know, and there we go. But it was yeah, it was a really cool thing to take a part of uh, that they were actually doing something. It's a good tribute to her life, I think too, and her family was involved also. I was going to say now you <clears throat> you told me this on the phone yesterday that. They did fly to the Delta, or they flew to Jackson and drove to the Delta, or flew to Memphis they and did. drove to the Delta. They'd actually done some shoots here. I was out of town when they did, that's why I couldn't do it here. But um, yeah, they went up, and her, she's from Greenville, Mississippi. Her family still lives up there, and they uh, they were asking me about Mississippi, and they're like, man, we went to this place called Greenville? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> they were kind of like, because they never see that kind of poverty. And he, yeah. like, up, he's like, in first hand, had ever witnessed that kind of a place that would looks like that. And that's what most... Uh, when I say foreigners, I mean people from the far east, far west coast. That's what they think all of Mississippi is like. Yeah, exactly. Well, they kind of they, they did too, but they came to Jackson to do all the Jackson State stuff. Yeah, and which is what's kind of funny when the questions they asked me there like during the interview, they're like, "Can you describe like is Jack the area around Jackson State a high crime area?" And I'm just looked in the camera. I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a bit." Now you, you know. now I mean, without dropping them into grease or anything here, yeah. uh, you kind of suggested that you felt like maybe they were trying to somehow paint maybe some kind of racial undertone about this thing, even though it was a black on black crime. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know if it was. The, it was a question that they had about at the time. I think people had made complaints, and so that's because they've done much of investigating on the case, and people made complaints that because she was black, that the national press had not. Um, covered enough. That's what they had heard. Yeah. And I explained to them, that was not my experience being part of that. I know it's been 16 years now, but it was it got pretty huge local coverage, and it had national... I actually Googled it the other day, and there was old NBC articles about it. So it was a pretty... It was a pretty high-profile thing that happened at that time. Now, of course, I mean, it's been almost two decades, right? So the, the, who's going to remember? But that's the um, that's what I was trying to explain to them. Yeah, so uh, 2007? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. See, I don't remember it, but, I, man, I was at the peak of my shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, 2007 was peak drugs, alcohol, nightclub, owning club life, party, and I sleep all day, up all night. You weren't investigating murder cases, right? I guess that's what I was doing at 28. That's yeah. all I was in 2007. I wasn't watching the news unless I was potentially going to be on it. So it, that just was not my... It was not your thing, yeah. It was not my thing. And it was, it was, I, did, I did not remember this. And I guess you know, I remember bits and pieces of it now that it, you, you know you start mm-hmm. talking about it. But generally speaking, I don't remember it. Yeah, at the time it was... Uh, you know, there was a lot of big cases that came out of that kind of era. That's the way I look at things in Jackson, like court case eras. I, mean, I guess when you're a lawyer, you kind of think about things that way. And it was that case. And then a few years after that, or a couple of years after that, Stan, um, Karen Irby thing happened. Yeah. So we were both kind of embroiled in those two big cases at the same time. It was Stanley. Cole and Karen Irby, and you probably remember the Karen Irby case. Oh, I, I definitely remember that. So, wh- what was the end result with Stanley? Is he is he on death row? No, no, he was convicted of murder, um, but the uh, court of appeals reversed it because the court we had we had actually argued against a manslaughter instruction in the in the trial. This is another thing I explained out there because you know based on the law of the time, it didn't seem like he was going to get it because when you when you when you get a man when you're going to get manslaughter, you got to prove like that there's 
exasperation and big i call it big anger but that's the way to put it and um he never really did that what we thought well the court disagreed with us with the state's position and reversed it then he pled guilty to it here he took manslaughter and aggravated stalking so he's scheduled for release like in 2038 i think i checked that's what it is 2038 yeah interesting so let's see here guys if y'all want to chime in the guns in your text line is 769-241-1944. Hev from the Red says it's called tropospheric ducting. Oh, neat. So it does exist. I was not making that up. You better quiz Matt on that. Tropo, how do you say that again? Tropospheric ducting. Tropos- like duct tape ducting. Okay. So D-U-C-T. <laughs> Learn uh, something new every day. You know, you talked about the Airbnb stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Sort of, like the movie production, Airbnb mm-hmm. for homes and stuff to use out there in L.A. I was listening to this other podcast, and they got to talking about the, the, the life and times of John Holmes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were talking about how it was illegal to film porn in L.A. or in California at the time. Yeah. That they were doing this. Porn wasn't illegal, but it was illegal to film it. Okay. Kind of this weird thing. Yeah. So there was like these porn task force. And... But that's what they would do. They'd go rent a house for a day, mm-hmm. and another house another day. And or, they would, or they would they would tell the the talent, mm-hmm. and the talent were being followed, of course, by Vice. Uh, they, would, they would they would lie to the talent, tell them it was going to be at one house, but it was really at another. And they would tell them at the last minute, you got to go here. And oh god, it was, it was like this wow. And that's how John Holmes ended up getting busted with all the drugs, and he ended up becoming a federal not a, not a federal agent, but a narc for LAPD Vice. Mm-hmm. And when he w- and he was allowed to get so far off, like he got so addicted and all that, because he was, I guess, different vice groups are not able to arrest the other vice group CIs. Gotcha. So he was the the porn vice people wanted to arrest him, but they weren't allowed to because he was the drug vice's CI. <laughs> or vice versa. Something right? like that. Yeah, I can see what yeah, you mean. Though. Vice yeah. versa. And that's how he ended up getting so far down the... Down the rabbit hole with addiction and everything. Wasn't he? Wasn't there? There was a movie made about that with Val Kilmer, right? With like the Wonderland murders or something. Yeah, that's something it. like that. Wonder, seen, I think it was called Wonderland or whatever. Yeah, about something. He was involved in the murders or something. Saw them. I can't remember what the story is. But. Yeah, and my memory serves me correct. I mean, of course he died from AIDS, but I think he yeah. ended up with AIDS. Yeah, I believe that's right. I believe he did. I think yeah. he. Um, he was one of like because he, he was straight, so he was one of the first straight. Big public who also, cases who also did gay porn, right? And, yeah. and also, and then Magic Johnson, of course, was the biggest one. Yeah, you know, obviously. But. So, well, I know y'all have kids in the car. I didn't mean to talk so much about that kind of stuff in the first hour, but it's relevant to the conversation. And at the end of the day, it's the Clay Edwards show. <laughs> and this is the kind of weird things we talk about on here. All right, look, we're, let's we're hit a break. Come back, and I got a bunch of mailers here from the Tate Reeves campaign about Brandon Presley. And they're a bit funny, and some are a bit hypocritical, too. So we're going to go over those when we get back. This is The Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yorkeron on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back into The Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM. This segment brought to you by Martin's Downtown. Hey, guys, get out to Martin's tonight. It is a huge concert down there. They've got... Hometown favorites, the Weeks, on their dear Bo Jackson 10th anniversary tour. And again, they'll be live at Martin's tonight with special guests Jolton Mayfield and Naomi Taylor. Should be a good time. Of course, it's ribeye steak night at Martin's tonight, too. It's no cover early. Get down there. 
eat dinner, enjoy the patio, enjoy. There's football every night now. I'm sure there's pretty some, much. I'm sure there's some football on the big screens, and nothing else they can put the high school game on for you. I'm sure it's like you know Williams Agricultural School versus like somebody. That's what like on a Friday night you'll find something on. I've, I've noticed that too. It feels like football's every day. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this, and we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that. I got a, I got a thought about yeah. that. Um, so look, get down to Martin's today. It is was it fried chicken on Fridays? I believe. Yeah, the, yeah, fried chicken is the blue plate special today. Of course, you can try the whole menu. I always recommend the country fried steak as well. Uh, Sean gets the hamburger. It seems to be really good. Mozzarella sticks are great. You can't go wrong. Try the ribeye steak gyro. Phenomenal. And uh, look, get down there, 11 to 2 a.m. Every day, best bar in Jackson, best drinks in Jackson. I guess the biggest patio in Jackson now, too. So, like Jackson proper in the city limits. Mm-hmm. Definitely the biggest downtown. Get by there, check them out, watch a game, enjoy yourselves. And uh, and just so soak it all in, man. It's a little nice little area right there where Martin's is at. You know, yeah. say, say what you want about about the rest of Jackson. That little area is nice. And that patio is great. It's awesome. They really yeah. really did a good job with that. It's a, it's a really cool, cool place to watch games. Yeah, it, it is. Great service. Great crew over there. Again, can't say enough good things about Martin's. Uh, a bunch of events coming up. Check them out online. Martin's Downtown JXN.com. Martin's Downtown JXN. Dot com and uh, look man one of my favorite bands that I've seen several times over the years Southern Southern Culture on the Skids mm-hmm. is going to be there coming up soon I think it's November fourth so that they put on a really cool show check them out and uh, check out Martin's downtown all right Sean who were just talking about football real quick yeah I think it's a huge missed opportunity for lower conferences like the SWAC for example yeah lower divisions inc- including like the SWAC. Like the Sun Belt, where Southern Miss and all these, they need to be playing Friday night football. Mm-hmm. Or they need to move their seasons to the spring. Because you're talking like it's hard to, it's hard to uh, focus on. It's hard to compete. Yeah. It's hard to compete mm-hmm. like, against what Unless other... you're just a huge, that was your school and you're a big Southern Miss fan, let's say, or something, yep. whatever. Yeah. You know, like JSU played, uh, the SWAC played a spring schedule because of COVID, because they mm-hmm. were one of the ones that were so scared. They couldn't do it, you know. The COVID was going to get them all if they if they got there. Didn't everybody? Did the SEC do that too? No, I mm, thought they, they played. They did. They, they played, play. but didn't they push the games to later or something? I thought I remember. I, I think it, like it got that. pushed back about a month while they got it figured out. Mm, but, yeah, but they played. Mm-hmm. I think it was a it was a conference or, or it was a conference only. There was no. That's what it was. It, it was, was conference, conference only. only. There was no. Run. That's right. That's yeah. what the schedule was that season. So and of course you know Tate Reeves uh, didn't allow more than two people at high school football games per, per kid. <laughs> and all that. I, these see these are the things. When I get on this Tate Reeves stuff, I can't forget this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, but people will say, oh, but Clay, at least he didn't cancel high school football. Yeah, I, again, you don't get to uh, you don't get to start the fire, put it out, and take credit for it. Right? So uh, that's just I'm not, I'm not blaming him for starting the COVID fire. I'm blaming him for the cancellations, the restrictions, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve turned into way too damn long. But, but I'm not going to go down that today. Woosah. <laughs> Woosah. Anyway. Namaste. These, <laughs> the, these conferences, these lower tier conferences could get bigger TV deals and wait, make more money if they played during the spring, is my point. Mm-hmm. Like it, JSU during the spring or the SWAC during the spring. Um, <clears throat> football drives the ship. So I don't want to hear we can't do it because of baseball or can't do it because of basketball. But football drives the ship. Mm-hmm. You do, 
You move everything else around from football. You just you make it work. I think it would work. I think you would get bigger TV deals from ESPN and these other places who are looking for football. I mean, that's why the XFL and the USFL exist, and they're about to have to merge. They are merging. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, and actually, so that's showing that spring football is working, kind of your point there. Yeah. That they're, because they're merging, and I think they were, you know, trying to make it work. Yeah, well, they were playing at the same time. Yeah, that was a bad idea. I mean, it was a, I mean, I think the USFL was created to eventually merge with the X, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it was kind of wonky how all that worked. But I think that's going to be great for football fans. Yeah. A merger of that, because that way you consolidate all that talent. And at the end of the day, there's a bunch of people who can block and run a football. There's only about 10 or 12 people in the world that can, that can apparently play quarterback at a high level. They're all in the NFL. So to me, because <clears throat> there's some terrible, terrible starters in the NFL, yeah. to me, the these spring leagues, you got to figure out what works well with these college players, these wildcat, these spread offenses. you got to put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. You, you can't be trying to be a minor league to the NFL. You've got to be your own thing. That's why the AFL uh, did well. That's why the ABA did well before it merged with the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, they were their own thing. They did not try to be a minor league to the other. So I, th- I think you know, quit trying to make everybody a a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady. The, the day of the pocket passer doesn't exist anymore. They're just not what they're learning in high school. It's not what they're doing in college. Yeah, it just it just is what it is. Right, it's like the, uh, you know, kind of like Michael Vick style quarterback because it was ahead of his time for what now what it is now the offenses are. And I and I and I and I wish it was back to the traditional pocket pass because I'm just gonna be honest, the game ain't that good anymore. You don't think so? Was it my pro ball? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I, I, I decided the other day. I was trying to decide why I don't watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, is it the politics? I think that was part of it. And now I just realize the game ain't that good. They're, they're not scoring. I mean, you got, don't get me wrong. The Dolphins are, are yeah. The, see, I'm watching the, the Dolphins this season. We were, we were scoring quite a bit. Mo, <laughs> most aren't. Mo, they, they 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 wear gloves now that catches the ball for them, and they still can't catch the balls. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Saints last night. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I watched, I did watch that game. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a also. I mean, I guess you know the rule. They're definitely not. They can't hit each other in the same ways that they no. could at one time. I mean, if you ever watch those old clips of NFL games, though, that stuff is pretty pretty brutal. That's why a lot of those guys sure. are in the condition they are in too they my, 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 here's the thing though they keep changing the rules for the offense but nothing adapts quicker than an nfl defense mm-hmm. they, they they have taken all the punch out of it and these some of the guns still can't score points they, they're gonna have to reevaluate what, what they reevaluate what they've done to football but i did not mean to get on a football tirade let's hit this yeah um i, I i've gotten three mailers from the tate reeves campaign or people for tate reeves one one's a couple weeks old <clears throat> Two of them came in yesterday. We'll hit the oldest one first. And this was just funny. Uh, this ain't a bash Tate thing here necessarily. It's paid for by the Mississippi Republican Party. Okay. This one is. Okay. It's got the picture of Brandon Presley in the middle here. And it's got an angry Obama and a, and a perpetually angry Joe Biden yeah. with, with Brandon in the middle. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, like, so the books is this the one with the books at the bottom? Yeah, this the one books the book. are the best part. So, so Brandon's at a desk signing something, and uh, he's got some books on the desk that say, uh, "Well, the, the the headline of the art of the of it says Brandon Presley. Don't be fooled; he's just another woke liberal with an agenda." And the books on the desk are, "What happens at school stays at school," transport, <laughs> gender is fluid, and boys can be girls. <laughs> 
mean? Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then it says Brandon Presley, wrong from Mississippi, supports sex changes for children. And what's funny about going back and looking at this now is I saw the Mississippi Free Press. I, for whatever unbeknownst reason to me, I followed them on Instagram. Yeah. I guess just for comic relief at this point. But they did a they put a post out the other day that said fact check. Brandon oh. Presley does not support gender gender affirming care for for minors. I'm like, so is that like a self own? Because I know y'all do. So are y'all saying that Brandon's not the guy anymore? Um, I mean, this puts this puts the hardcore lefties in a in a in a bind here. I mean, because like gender affirming care for minors is like one of y'all staples. Well, I think you know we we discussed this a few weeks ago. When about, I say y'all, I'm not talking about you. I, yeah, I know what I'm, you're I'm saying. Talking, yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, we we were talking about how Brandon Presley probably could not run on the. Um, on a national democratic ticket with his positions as conservative as he is, especially on abortion. I mean, I think that would knock him out right there. He says, he says he's pro-life, but, um, um, yeah. So I think, you know, I think, uh, I think everybody knows, I mean, he's, he's been a pretty conservative Democrat on, on, on everything. All right, I got. I mean, I got to circle back to one thing real quick. But the <laughs> but the books on the desk are my favorite part of that ad. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. But I mean, and that's you know they have got Tate with six pack abs and jacked on billboards. So I guess it's just fair game. You know? Yeah. Hey, one thing real quick. Bobcat said, "Slap yourself on the forehead and say to yourself, what was I thinking? Spring football means no bowl games.' Jace, you don't play in bowl games anyway. Yeah, like those lower the division two, division three, or whatever you want to call it, sub 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 bowl committee, whatever the ones under G five, yeah. they don't play in bowl games anyway. The celebration bowl, that's just okay. That's I'm, just the Miak and the Swack agreeing to their champions play each other. So, all right, back to this. Here's the ones that, that came in yesterday. I tell you what, let's take a break. We're, let's stay on schedule. We'll come back. We're gonna get to more of these flyers because I, I got a there's a little bit of a hypocrisy in these that I want to talk about. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yerkron. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show here with Sean Yerkron on the WYAB 103.9 FM. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Guns and Gear. Man, there's no reason you shouldn't be out gun shopping this weekend and you need to start and stop and finish it at Guns and Gear right there on Highway 51 North, going towards Gluckstadt at Yandale Road. If you're going north, it's on your right there in that shopping center. Right next to Boo's Smokehouse, they're the home of No Limit Ammo. And everybody's like, oh, well, Clay, you know, why you keep saying No Limit Ammo? Everybody can get ammo now. I, that, that's about, that, that belt buckle's about to tighten on back up, I do believe, my friends. So get out there to Guns and Gear. Take advantage of that No Limit Ammo. Also, they're way more than just a gun store. They are also your one-stop shop for gunsmithing and all your Cerakoting needs as well. And, of course, they have plenty of guns on the wall there and on, under the counter. All your pistols, your ARs, your rifles, the whole nine yards, they got it all. Guns and gear. Be sure you're checking them out on Facebook, man. They have their deals of the day every day. Uh, just go Guns and Gear MS on Facebook, and you can also shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. And don't forget, they will buy your used gun as well. So don't go waste your time at a pawn shop. Go out there, guns and gear in Gluckstadt. And uh, we appreciate them sponsoring the guns and gear text line. Let's see here. Speaking of which, uh, all right. Uh, nothing on topic necessarily. So we will go back to these uh, pamphlets. So the next one came in yesterday. These are, if you're just tuning in, these are mailers from the 
pro Tate Reeves camp. I, this one doesn't say who it is. Uh, here it is. These are all paid for by the Republican Party of Mississippi. All right. So it says the Biden Presley agenda, higher gas prices or higher prices on utilities and gas. Man, it's got a picture of a gas pump. On the other end, it's got violent crime on the rise. It's got crime scene tape. That's Jackson, Mississippi. Ain't got to look too far to see that. And in the middle, this is the one that, that I feel is a bit hypocritical. In the middle, it says indoctrination in schools and sports. And it's got a picture. It's got that famous picture of Stacey Abrams without a mask sitting in a classroom with a bunch of kids forced to wear face mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mississippi made its kids wear face masks longer than I think about anywhere else outside of California. They were still wearing them there, by the way, this week. Not talking yeah. about the schools, but every uh, everybody was wearing a mask. For I, mean, I mean, they made their kids wear it all through the 21 year, I, I believe. And if I remember correctly, there was debate about doing it again this year. I thought I remember reading that somewhere Yeah, back in July or something, right? Because they were having a little, there was a little tiny COVID surge in the summer, wasn't there? Just a real small one that everybody's kind of getting it. Uh, I, I, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that was imaginary. Okay, well, I'm just saying, I mean, I knew a lot of people were tested positive. That was them testing out if they could bring it back. Okay. You know, like, can we get it? Can we get any more mileage out of this COVID? You know, (laughs) things are looking bad for Joe. We're going to need a little bit more COVID. Oh, God. Just unleashing COVID on everybody, right? There is a Cat Williams skit about about Michael Jackson that I really know. It's a Dave Chappelle skit about Michael Jackson. That I just I would love to get into. There's no way I can do it on the radio. <laughs> just uh, just go go Google uh, or go to YouTube and pull up a Dave Chappelle skit about what Michael Jackson about the government turning to Michael Jackson every time things are going bad in the world. Mm-hmm. And then thank me later, but uh, no kids in the car when you do it. So anyway, I just find this highly hypocritical to t- to show this picture of the kids in face mask mm-hmm. as a, in a pro Tate Reeves thing when. His in his state that he was in control of forced kids, and I understand that the school boards work independently and they get to make their own calls in a lot of cases. But I feel like a, a an executive order could have been signed of some sort to say no more masks. Was it? Let me. And I know you followed this really closely at the time. I didn't at all. I mean, I don't have any children, so I wasn't paying attention to what was going on in the schools that much. But the um. Was was it ordered by the governor that made all the schools have have kids wear face masks? Or was that the independent school districts to do that? I'm sure. That I'm sure initially it was it was the governor. I can't. Be, I don't want to be quoted on that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't and, and, and and again, and I go back to. I go back to. I'm sure an executive order could have been signed to say no forced face mask. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, I guess he could have done that. I don't know. I, you know, it's. The governor's powers during that whole time, or any governor in the country, was a very interesting thing because we didn't really know what the limits of their of their power were to do a lot of things they did. And there's um, there's a, a ton of uh, legal stuff out there that's really fascinating. At the time, I was always I always believed that when you ordered someone to sh- the government was telling you to say shut down your business, then that constituted takings under the takings clause, kind of like an eminent domain, because they're like. They're depriving you of that income, and that's been kind of a legal argument that's been pushed out there. Like, was that taking? Did the governors have these powers to do that? So that's why I'm question. I don't know. Getting back to that, I don't. I just wonder if, like, I can't remember if he said all the schools or he has the power to do that, or it's independent. Like the Madison County School Board says, you got to wear masks, that kind of thing. Well, we can go back to the business thing you just spoke of. 
So, a lot of the pro Tate guys will say, "No, man, those were mandates. They weren't laws. They weren't. They weren't executive orders about businesses having to shut down." Yeah. Okay. Then why was the ABC running up in bars and restaurants that were opening up and taking their liquor license and giving them ten thousand dollar fines? Yeah, that's a state agency. Sure. So I don't want to hear none of this nonsense or about churches closing. No, th- those are just recommendations. The church didn't have to. BS. I'll mm. never forget Tate parading that black pastor from down around the Natchez area or somewhere in Macomb, Natchez or whatever that didn't want to close his church mm-hmm. and uh, was going against, was bucking against it. And Tate, so I don't know what, I don't know how they got to him. I don't know if they had some pictures of him doing something he didn't need to be doing. But next thing you know, he's sitting shoulder to shoulder with Tate at one of his two o'clock press conferences, mm-hmm. talking about uh, I'm speaking to my people. We need to, we need to be safe, and we need to close the churches. You know, I, I'm just telling you, man. I, the more I think about this stuff, it, 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 Brandon was a better candidate, and didn't yeah. have a D by his name. He had an I. He just run his as independent. Right, yeah. Maybe that should be the strategy next time for any Democrat, I guess, statewide. It just run as an independent. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like just, just take it's, it's, it's legitimately picking picking your own poison mm-hmm. or just picking your poison of choice because, and I mean, I can go back and I can say, okay, well, I love what Tate did in Jackson with the water thing. Mm-hmm. He, he appeased Clay with that. And the Capitol Police. And the Capitol also, Police. You know. But man, I think about some of this stuff during COVID. And I, you know, it, it, it hits me. And look, I go back and I say, I didn't miss a day of work. Mm-hmm. I didn't wear a face mask at work a single day. But I saw what was happening to all my friends in the service industry, my friends that play acoustic guitars in these restaurants, my friends that make money touring with live music. And I looked at the ridiculous nonsense that we did here in Mississippi. <laughs> Again, now this is one of Tate's rules. The you, you could go into a restaurant, you had to wear a mask to get to the table. Then you could take your mask off. And you couldn't order a beer or a drink at the bar standing up. You had to be sitting down to get a drink. I, think I remember that, yeah. And yeah, did they have to bring more stools to bar? I think I remember this for some reason. Yeah, but you sit shoulder, more, you can sit, you can sit shoulder to shoulder and have a drink, but you can't do it standing up because the virus knows when you're standing or sitting. Yeah, it knows when you're standing <laughs> or sitting. It also it's knows, not like Santa Claus. He knows when you're sleeping. It, it also knows when you're at a BLM rally or or a right to work rally. Yeah, it needs to do the difference of those things. Those, yeah, there was so much hypocrisy that came out from that whole thing. And I know there's Amazing so much me. more current stuff to talk about, but I'm just seeing these things, and it's just it's just tearing a wound, tearing a bandaid off of an old wound, mm-hmm. tearing a scab off. All right, well, here's the third one as we get ready to wind down the first hour this came in yesterday uh, this is the uh, mailer here on the back side it's got like a will of fortune thing and it says as public service commissioner brandon presley has operated with a pay-to-play culture of corruption and th- have you seen this where it, it appears that brandon was taking money yeah i've heard about the, it well, not up here he was in fact getting mm-hmm. donations from big wigs at like some solar, solar energy, energy something folks. like that. I've read I've read something about that. When he also voted to to get them a contract, I guess, when he was mayor or public service public service yeah. commissioner, mm-hmm. something along those lines. It says a uh, Fox got a Fox News quote on here. It says Dim gubernatorial candidate took money from solar utility officials. He regulates on the back. Excuse me. It says as candidate for governor, Brandon Presley has sunk even lower. Pay to play like Biden. <laughs> it's got the Chinese Communist Party connection. <laughs> There's a Chinese uh, communist flag. But a Fox News thing here says on June 26, 23, Presley took $10,000 from 
Wonk Xiong American. If I can't pronounce Chinese names, I do apologize. I don't use a lot of X's in the middle of words. Mm-hmm. It says, um, whose founder was rewarded, awarded the title of National Outstanding Communist Party member. Interesting. So he took a $10,000 donation from a from the winner of the Outstanding Communist Party. <laughs> All right, this is a. Uh, I just hundred. love these mailers. They're so ridiculous, you know. The but stuff they're true. That, I'm no, I know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. just the it's, way they portray them out here. Like there's like it looks like the devil standing behind them in that. You know, I'm sure there's oh, an yeah. equal one from Presley about Tate or what. It, it just, oh, yeah. I don't know. It, well, now down to the Hunter Biden connection. From <laughs> this is from the Desoto News. It says Presley accepted a campaign contribution from a far left California art dealer who paid top dollar for Hunter Biden's art. Now, I remember when this, because that's how they laundered some of that money to pay for his taxes, is he did some of this stupid art, and oh, is that it? Biden supporters bought the art at top dollar. Oh, is that kind what of, I, yeah. I didn't even, you know, I try to, when you, when you got someone like Hunter Biden, I try to tune a lot of it out. I mean, because you you're like, what's next? Like, oh, Hunter Biden was actually involved in the kidnap of the Lindbergh baby. I mean, you feel like that's coming. There's always something new that's coming out. I'm sure there's it. some evidence on the laptop that would suggest as much. It could be. Probably uh, some uh, Paul, Paul Biden. <laughs> You know, <laughs> what was a uh, what's that guy that Joe said was a bad man? I don't remember. There's like an old saying. Uh, one of Joe's rambling rants says so and so was a bad man. Anyway, uh, the, all right, the California radical connection. We got a bunch of rainbow trannies uh, on the bottom here. Just want Sean to oh, yeah. get that visual since I had to see it. Um, it says Fox News. Presley took fifty thousand dollars from california attorney steve phillips on june 23rd phillips claimed that america is built on a racist social contract and called americans to tear it up and start over this is who brandon presley is very interesting there's a wheel of fortune wheel on the front of it too forget that well yeah this is uh (laughs) this has got the different the different monies and donations he took from from different people while he was public service commissioner do they are the same people that I bet it's the same people that manufacture all these or not manufacture that make all these ads, these flyers that we get because every campaign just insert generic candidate, whoever, yeah. and it's something like this mess of like this person really uh, had a relationship with Satan or like this person, you know, I'm seventy, like, I'm seventy nine more percent Christian than you. Yeah, I'm or there's a picture of them and their family and they're like, you know, I love Jesus the mostest. You know, it's yeah. always something like that. All right, let's take a break. <laughs> Come back. We're gonna pray for pray for Sean Sims while we're on the break here. <laughs> yeah. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. we got about a minute here before the top of the hour break. But we were just talking. Uh, thank you, uh, Tim, on the Guns of Gear text line. It, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Corn Pop was the bad dude that I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we probably find some evidence that Corn Pop had something to do with the disappearance of the Lindbergh baby. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure that evidence is hidden on the Hunter Biden. Yeah, it's got to be there. I mean, that's his next crime. Uh, also, Maybe uh, he kidnapped the Lindbergh baby's like, you know, great-great-grands. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, also, Kristen, rem- Kristen reminded us on the Guns of Your Text line that it was the CDC that the, the school boards all went with the CDC mandates. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot to be said that uh, was the was the CDC, was the Department of Education threatening to withhold funds from districts if they didn't follow CDC mandates to the T on the face mask. But that nobody would ever come out and just say that. Yeah. At these school board meetings, they would let these parents get up there and rant and rave and do all this. 
when they could have just said, hey, God, look, they're going to pull our funding if we don't follow these CDC mandates. Mm-hmm. But for whatever, they're all, these school boards are made up of a bunch of hardcore liberals. We, conservatives conceded education to, to liberals. We conceded our educational institutions to liberals while we were out there twisting wrenches, busting knuckles, and doing all that stuff, chasing capitalism. We succeeded these lower-paying education jobs liberals and this is what we've gotten for it sean i would hate to i hate to not let you get anything in here but we got to take a break we'll pick it up on the other side all right welcome back in it's hour two of the free range human show of choice your daily dose of reality radio we are live on 103.9 fm with sean yorkron this is the clay edwards show i'm of course clay edwards hey guys I just want to hit a couple things real quick for some sponsor stuff. It's the weekend. You know, we have several restaurant sponsors here. I want you guys to get out and support them this weekend. Of course, we got Acme, Pizza and Daiquiri's. If you're in the mood for pizza, pasta, um, burgers, they got it all at Acme, Pizza and Daiquiri's right there on the reservoir. Nine different frozen daiquiris on tap, 12 different specialty pizzas. Chip swears they got the best meatballs in the city. Get out there and try it. Uh, Chip is a good cook. I've had meatballs that he's done before. They seem great. I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, red sauce pasta meatball guy. I don't really even like spaghetti. I like chicken spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I like cream sauce pastas, but like red sauce pasta, just not my thing. But he swears his is good. So get out there, give it a try. The pizza is definitely good. I will vouch for the pizza. Um, get out there, try Acme Pizza and Daiquiri. It's available on all major food delivery platforms as well as available to go and dine in and all that stuff. Sorry, every now and then I get a little hung up on these uh, ad reads. I've done them so many times. I try to, I try to twist them a little, yeah. add a little sauce to it, and uh, ended up you just did. Yeah, <laughs> just add a little sauce to it, and because I, um, I know y'all get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over. So I, I try to tweak them a little bit here, try to freestyle a little bit, ad lib, and sometimes it is a crash and burn. Also, we, uh, we welcome Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue to the show this week. Get out there, enjoy one of their two current locations in Madison, or downtown brandon they're having their Oktoberfest in downtown brandon this weekend and it's a, a lot of the local restaurants down there are taking part in it so it'll be a lot of people walking on the streets and stuff mm-hmm. burgers blues barbecues it's got the biggest patio in downtown brandon big huge covered patio they got the restaurant then they got the little small bar in there too a lot of people don't know about the small bar in there it's kind of hidden it, i'm telling you it's my little haunt it's, it's, it's my little spot i do like to frequent uh go check them out also, keep them in mind for all of your holiday catering events, food truck needs, all of that stuff. They've uh, also got a daily blue plate, blue plate lunch special, and they have t- multiple food trucks that you can book for your events. That's right. Have a food truck at your event, and uh, their website is burgersblues.com. Again, they can cater from five to 5,000 people. So there's no event too big, too small, whether it's your church, your office, or your special event, wedding, Christmas party, Thanksgiving event, all of that. Burgers, Blues, Barbecue has got you covered. Let's see here. Uh, we already hit Martin's downtown. Yep. So one more thing, uh, a free plug here. I had the guys in yesterday from the Kings and Queens of Ink Tattoo convention that's in jackson starting today start open doors open at noon down there at the convention center it's gonna be a one-of-a-kind event the city's never had anything like this I, I'm, t- I'm telling y'all get down there support this our good friend chad wesley is playing tonight at seven something that's really cool at six o'clock 
they got what they kind of like, kind of like the circus sideshow freaks kind of event. The people that swallow swords and breathe fire and all that. Okay. They got that going on starting at six. So again, if you're looking for something to do, man, go down there, check that out, then get over to Martin's and check out the weeks. So just make an evening in downtown Jackson tonight. Uh, so we it's got a, a tattoo call. convention. Or something? It's a tattoo convention. Oh, they're going to be doing tattoos like like you can walk in and get a tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, they're going to be doing contest tattoos also. Like they'll they'll have somebody already selected. They'll be doing like a peace zone. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of them are already booked up. But you can go in off the street and get a tattoo. Wow. Now you're going to have to bring your ID with you. Yeah. You know, just like you're going to get it at a tattoo shop. And a lot of our local great artists are going to be down there doing it. A lot of people from outside the state are going to be down there. So it's a unique chance to get some different arts you may not normally have a chance to get. So uh, it's going to be a really neat event. That's pretty cool. I, it really is. This is a big event. It's a good event for Jackson. Not just Jackson. It's a good event for the Tri-County area. All right, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, Sean. It's Ready Teddy. How y'all doing today, man? Hey, Teddy. Hey, how's it going, brother? Good, man. Hey, Clay, was it yesterday or the day before that you had that, your quote-unquote arch nemesis on your show? It turns out to be a pretty... Real interesting guest. It was yesterday. Right, yesterday. yesterday. And I'm glad you mentioned that. He's going to be back on Monday at 8 a.m., and we're going to get into all of the Rankin County stuff that we were not able to get into uh, yesterday. Who was on okay. yesterday? Well, I'm, about 24 hours, I'm about 24 hours late on this because he, I was had to get to work at the time he was on. Wasn't going to call during that time. But anyway, um, remember you mentioned something about some, some of the folks in Jackson that got caught, with, and you were praising JPD for busting the – the guys with the marijuana. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let me share something with everybody that don't think about it. I know it, especially that it's just a flower crowd, and I agree with that to a certain extent. And marijuana, in my opinion, is not a dangerous plant, a.k.a. or slash drug. But here's the thing. When you're buying that marijuana, when people are buying marijuana that is not through the dispensaries, marijuana itself is not dangerous. The business of marijuana is dangerous. The cartel still has their hands in it. People in Mexico still die. Now I know there's you know meth, meth and fentanyl that are, you know, cartels more than that, but they 100% still have their hand in marijuana, and people in Mexico lose their lives every day over marijuana. And actually, if you think of the 100 murders here we have in Jackson, and if you think some of those murders aren't tied to marijuana deals or people getting robbed for marijuana, you're fooling yourself too. So it's really more than just the flower. It's the business of marijuana is deadly, not so much the smoking of it. And I just want to put that out there for the it's just a flower crowd. No, I appreciate that. And, and you know, me and Kelly with uh, Kelly Green did the did the marijuana show here for six seven months. And one of the things we constantly talk about is obviously I'm a pro marijuana guy, pro legal right. marijuana guy. Here, right. here, I hate to sound like one of Kim Wade's callers here or one of our callers too. Here's the thing, John. But here's the thing: it's still illegal to sell and 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 have. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, I, and, and look, and these guys. It wasn't just marijuana. That one of them was a felon. They had guns. It was a, this particular incident was a was a crap show, um, and, and a lot of the times it's more than just marijuana with these guys. So, but yeah, I mean, to your point, as long as it's illegal, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like you know, speaking, speaking of California, just there they have a thing called weed maps, and they will deliver it to your home or hotel room, as I discovered. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and it's completely legal, though, so you can do what you want. Yeah. Uh, Teddy, great call, brother. Hey, uh, hey, 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 I got you here, man. You, you, you cooking peanuts this weekend? I am, man. I think we got next weekend's probably going to be the last weekend. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, definitely this weekend and, and hopefully next weekend. That's probably going to wrap it up. Best bowl peanuts you'll ever eat. Teddy, how can they get in touch with you if they want some peanuts delivered Sunday? Man, I'm the only Teddy McRaney in the world on Facebook. And my phone number is 
All right, and if y'all miss that, he'll holler at me. I'll give it to you. Thanks, Teddy. Have a blessed man. Go sell some cars. Thanks. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad Teddy brought that up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good point. It's a, it's a good point because I, I said this on my Facebook when I on my Instagram when I shared the the original bust. Mm-hmm. I said for the it's just the flower crowd out there, or it's just marijuana crowd out there. It's still illegal, mm-hmm. it, you know. And are, are you reporting your illegal drug sales on your taxes? Now, I am <laughs> a, I am not a pro tax guy. I'm just making a point. Sure. Just so we're on the same page. So we're being fully transparent here. Um, the government's going to get theirs. And if you're trying to get theirs and not give them theirs, they're going to get you. <laughs> Generally, yes. That's, a, that's kind of one rule of life my dad taught me from a young age. He said, don't mess with the IRS. <laughs> Just yeah. have an accountant. So I've had an accountant since I was like 18, even though that's I right. didn't make any money then. Yeah, I, I, I say a lot of these drug dealers are really lucky that they don't catch IRS cases. <laughs> yeah, right. Or even, I mean, state, or even state income tax I mean, that's how they got cases. Al Capone, right? It's the yeah, IRS taxes. taxes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, just, I mean, you, you got to file. You know, p- paying's a different story. Or they'll file one for you. I've had a couple friends that's happened yeah, to. They I will mean, They will file one of return for you. Like I said, I'm, I, you know, just on a broader conversation here, I, I really am surprised. I've thought about this before. A lot of these drug dealers that get busted just here locally, for example. Mm-hmm. I wonder, do they, if you've ever been busted and caught with a lot of cash and drugs and you want to call in, you can stay anonymous. Did you catch a Department of Revenue uh, case or, or an IRS case or an audit because of it? That's I, a I, good I would, question. I would love to know. You know, I'm thinking about all the, my years as a prosecutor. I didn't do a whole lot of dope crimes. Maybe from the very beginning, it was primarily homicides. But um, I just I don't remember anyone telling me about that after we you know we prosecuted some drug dealer. Like, hey, it also had an IRS fine. I never I even thought about that. Yeah, because I know I know a bookie whose books got got taken one time by some rookie cops that weren't they weren't they were they were supposed to they were, they were supposed to be minding their own business and they didn't and they're taking a bookie's books one time and they ended up in a possession of the IRS somehow or another this is in Jackson back in the uh, 80s mm-hmm. and the guy got his books back and by if you know what a bookie and you know they keep a track of the bets and who sure. owes and this that and Oh yeah, other. I know all about it. Yeah, so <laughs> so yeah. The, apparently they turned his books over to the IRS. The IRS ended up giving him a bill based on whatever the book showed for that year and they took it out over like 5 or 7 years. They saying, you know, this they said he owed a million dollars in taxes for those bets. Uh, I'm just curious Selling drugs is kind of if, if we're just saying illegal and not paying taxes. I'm not comparing selling drugs to taking bets. Mm-hmm. To me, taking bets is a victimless crime. I mean, I know that the gambleaholic can screw their whole life and family up. Sure. But at the end of the day, that's self-inflicted. But similar to drug use, though, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know. And at the end of the day, I mean, drug. I know that oh, I know a lot of my cop friends and a lot of my friends in addiction are about to throw. Run me out! Run me off the radio with pitchforks and tiki torches. Drugs are kind of a victimless crime too. I mean, if you want to take them, it's just that's why I always kind of looked at it like. What I mean, you I know do? I know the trickle down effect, but the two parties in the initial in the initial interaction, the dealer and the seller, seller, or the dealer mm. and the user or buyer, yeah, that's kind. Of, they both agreed to that. Now the fallout on both sides thereafter, I understand, are not victimless. Mm-hmm. But the initial engagement is kind of victimless. Well, you know, we've, we've, I think you and I have talked about this many times. We spent so much money on attacking crimes that are, I guess you would call them crimes of things that people want. Sex, drugs, 
and, and, and gambling is yeah. one of the you – know, that's just – people always want sex, drugs, or gambling. I mean, and you're just not – I mean, you're not going to stop it. I and mean, what, and what, and what happens it. when you try to stop it? Bad – you know, a lot of bad things. A lot of – I mean, people the get – The black you know, market. You create, a, you yeah. create a, an urgency for it. Like, I believe – I could be wrong. I don't think I'm going to be wrong. I think maybe you and I have talked about this. I believe the legalization of marijuana will eliminate some of the cool factor – about a, about marijuana with, with younger kids. I think anytime you can just walk in a gas, not that they'll just be selling it in gas stations, but theoretically, anytime you can just walk in a gas station and get something, mm. I think it eliminates the cool factor. It's like turning 21. You know, for a little bit, it's cool to be able to go in and just buy beer because you can, mm-hmm. go to the casino because you can. But a lot of times people are just like, I don't know, I'm going to try drugs now because every, anybody can drink. And yeah. I think I think with the legalization of it, 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 it eliminates the I, I, cool. I know what you're, I know what you're trying to say. It, it's but, uh, I, like it's like it's forbidden fruit, right? Yeah, kind exactly. of thing. Like forbidden. So like we, you're not supposed to do it, so you want to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the way things work out. Uh, you're, and you're I don't know how that's gonna like a younger generation of people that are gonna grow up with legal marijuana. Like, guess the impact on them is gonna be much different than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you know how we view it, and uh, well, how I, how I used to view it. <laughs> I don't view it that way. Because no, I've been yeah. very I've been very open about it. I can I. I Marijuana was a gateway drug for me mm-hmm. to other things, and you know, and I and I think that people get confused when they hear marijuana being a gateway drug. Like somehow you smoked weed, and suddenly you're like, "Oh my god, if I don't do some meth next, I don't know what I'm going to." Where's do. the crack? You know, yeah, yeah that, I don't know. That's never happened to me. It, like, it, by gateway, it eliminates your inhibition. Sure. Yeah, so it's alcohol inhibition. though. Right. You know, I mean, it eliminates your inhibitions. To you're like, okay, well, I smoked that. Well, you know, I, I came up during the Nancy Reagan drugs will fry your brain. Era. Can you so, imagine them trying to run that commercial these days, by the way? I was talking to somebody on Facebook about this, the egg commercial. Yeah. I think parents would call in and be like, oh, my kid's traumatized. You got to get yeah. that off the air. Like, there's no way. Like, you know, like Gen X, us, like, yeah. it was, yeah, just watch this egg frying at your brain, dude. But, like, if you try to do the younger generation, the, that, that commercial ain't going to work these days. Well, yeah, well, that. And then, so, so you smoke weed for the first time at, growing up in that area, and you're like, huh, it didn't kill me. Yeah, I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't die. Was all the other things they said about drugs a lie too? Well, sometimes when you use enough marijuana, you can Google like, "Can I die from taking an edible?" Like you, you <laughs> will Google that at one point or another. I, I I have had a panic attack from an Adderall before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> googling, "Am I dying?" Uh, yeah, I just I've been in that situation. Like, I am, uh, can you die from edibles? <laughs> you know, like, all right. Just... <laughs> Let's take a break. Come back. Reset. Let's get into some uh, some news. I want to get into Sydney, but I'll tell you what. Breaking rules when necessary. Let's take a call. H- hey, you're on there. Hey, yeah, uh, this is Elrod. I just wanted to elaborate on what you just said about drugs being cool. When I was about 12, I was watching The Who on TV, and they were smashing their equipment and going off, and my stepdad came in and goes, they're all on dope. And I said, no, uh yeah, they're dope. Trust me, I know. And I thought to myself, gee, I can't wait to grow up and try dope. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. I mean, I grew up in the MTV. As to Sean, how old are you? Me? Yeah, I'm 56. So you, you got you got about 10 years on us. Um, so I, I you know, I, I evolved as a you know from a kid to a teenager during the peak of the MTV era. You right. Know, so, so it's like whatever I saw, to your point, whatever I saw them doing on MTV, that was exactly what I felt like I had to be doing. Like I thought music videos were real life. Yeah. You know? and, and to have someone, an authority figure, tell you 
what's going on? They're on dope. Oh, that's how I get to be the cool. I got to take dope. <laughs> yeah, they, they got the chicks. They got the nice things. They they do dope. Sign me up. That's what, hey, me up. <laughs> hey, on a on a on a serious note here, and I know I'm gonna sound like uh, I'm gonna sound like the PRCA, the the angry parents. You know, they put the explicit lyric things on yep. stuff. I do. I firmly believe if you look at the problems that we have going on now in these urban communities, bro, it is a lot of it is because of what rap music has done to these communities and the, the rap music videos and the lifestyle these people portray. Let, let me say this about all that. Everybody dogs rap music, man. It's, it's so horrible. And these lyrics are so bad. Dude, have you listened to Death Metal? Dying Fetus? These bands <laughs> that Cannibal Court? I mean... Imagine if that was mainstream. How cool cannibalism would be. Hey, no, I, I'm so that's oh, a that's Lord. a great point. That's a good point. We are we are we are I know exactly who Cannibal Corpse is too. Deicide. Yeah, my first death metal yeah. album was Deicide. So look, I 100 percent agree with you, and we're, we're we're I guess we're lucky that it's just hip hop culture, not death metal <laughs> right. culture. Right. Well, let's just put it: hip hop's a lot better music than death metal. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna say, hey, it's just death hey, metal. Bite bro- your tongue, there, fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the disagree. At, at the clip, at the clip, this generation ain't afraid to kill somebody. I could imagine if if death metal was the uh, was the was the music of choice. Right. Oh God! Right. Have you ever been to? I've been to a Slipknot concert. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just dude. Uh, look, when I was when I was like 15, I snuck into a Venom. Slayer oh, yeah. and Lizzie Borden show. Oh and man! The first thing I heard was, "I know you came here to go straight to hell," and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> wrong place." <laughs> uh, look, man, I, I, suicidal tendencies opened up for Queensrÿche on the uh, what was the album that had Jet City that. Woman and Silent Lucidity and all yeah. that? Yeah, and I remember my yeah, mom. My mom had just started letting me go to concerts, and she would drop me off at the Coliseum. And she's like, well, who's the opening act? I'm like, suicidal tendencies. You're not going to see anything suicidal. <laughs> All I wanted was a Pepsi. And they were kind of, they weren't even as hard, hard death metal suicidal. They weren't time. even death metal. Yeah, they, they, they were rock, that really. kind of prog rock kind of, yeah. a lot of real funky. Like I, I That's up, right. That's right. I ended up finding Neo when, started there, man. Metallica's bass player. So they got a little bit of funk in them. Yep, yep. That's right, right. That's right. I got to take my break. Great call. Yeah, bud. Have a good weekend. You do. I haven't thought about Cannibal Corpse since like the nineties. I mean, they've been around that long, right? I'm remembering yeah. the same band from. And I went because it was like, do you remember when the Black Album came out? Metallica's Black Album in '91, yeah. and uh, I was trying to expand like what other metal I could get into. And a friend of mine gave me a cassette tape, like I listen to this, and I and I tried, I tried it, man. I was like, I can't do it. Like yeah. I tried to be like, because it was kind of remember that time it was kind of cool to be in to weird death metal different kinds of because Metallica the was, they had the coolest shirts they had the coolest shirts and Metallica became really mainstream with that black album before that they they were but they weren't yeah like the black album was now they're just a mainstream rock band mm-hmm. at that point and I think so you had to kind of look for like alternative avenues of, of metal at that at that point well, I think that's, that's why I ran across it I think that's why grunge became so big yeah a lot of yeah. people a lot of people say it was because it was because people got so tired of so tired of uh hair metal and that's definitely part of it hair mm-hmm. metal played itself out but i think that also even when metallica quote unquote sold out yeah you know that it was like we need something different and that's when i think your bands like nirvana just very raw all that same year 91 92 yeah, right that, that, a, that's how that happened it was a big swing in music that year all oh right, yeah let's take our break we'll be right back all right welcome back in to the clay edwards show this segment brought to you by our friends over at A1 Gear and Auto. Guys, if you're having any automotive problems, anything from check engine light on, brakes are squealing, grinding, they got you taken care of. They can do it all at A1 Gear and Auto. The only thing they don't work on is your transmissions. I'm sorry, they actually will do a little transmission repair. 
uh, within reason, but they usually will recommend you to a specialist on transmissions. However, what they don't work on is diesel engines. They will uh, refer you to somebody else. But anything else, they got you covered. And, of course, what they specialize in is your ring and pinion. They've been the industry leader for 15-plus years here in central Mississippi. They're located right there on Highway 49, heading south and through Florence, or in Florence. You're heading through Richland, past Tom's Fried Pies and all that there on your right. Go down a couple more miles. They'll be right there on your right. If you went to Gunter Road, you went too far. Big white building, big red sign. That's A1 Gear and Auto. All right, Sean. Let's stick to the music stuff here for a minute. I got a game I've been wanting to play called Creed Lyrics or Bible Verse. God bless. We can't do Nickelback lyrics or Bible Verse. That wouldn't work well. (laughs) Let's see here. I've I've got my Google-ator pulled up here. And uh, you can't Google these now. You can't cheat. Oh, I'm not gonna go. I'm, okay, all right. So you're. Oh, so I'm. I'm the one who's gonna answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're, I thought you're, the audience was calling in. <laughs> like, so okay, I'm gonna mess this up because I'm no biblical historian whatsoever. Uh, let's see. Creed lyrics. Um, and I'll tell you what. We we can't open this up to uh to the audience. I've got two tickets to give away. You'll have to go online to get them. But I have two pairs of tickets actually for the Dark Zone Haunted House. Out there in Crossgates. So if anybody wants to go to the Haunted House this weekend, or next, I guess it runs through Halloween, I've got a couple pairs of tickets to give away. We'll do one pair today. And I'll tell you what, what we'll do is I'll get this Creed game together mm-hmm. during the next break. I was trying to do it during the break and ran out of time. Yeah. So coming up in the next segment, we're going to do a play a game called Creed Lyrics, Bible Verse, or Motivational Quote. Okay. And you got to decide which one's which. And uh, I, I think you're, I think it's going to be harder than most people think. I bet it is. I, it, it is. I, I did my research on this. I've been working on this game for a while. <laughs> I had some did you links. Just come up with this idea. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was driving down the road the other day listening to Creed's greatest hits. Okay. And I thought because you know I always kind of poke at people who post Bible verses on Facebook all the time. Oh, oh, yeah. They're yeah. they're they're typically the people you need to keep your eye on. I know that I know people don't want to hear that. It's just facts. I mean, it just is. It just it's just the people who post Bible verses all the time are typically covering something up, or or you know, or just the random inspirational quote when somebody posts that. You're oh, like, if they post Bible verses and inspirational quotes, they've got bodies buried. They somewhere. might have killed somebody. You could, yeah. There's a there's a thing going on. And if if it's a female, I'll bet you a hundred dollars she has a live laugh love sign hanging up in her living room. And the quote is like "Know your worth" or something like that. You know, something like that. that they'll put up, you know. <laughs> like it is. I mean, that's usually what the quote is. And they're going to tell you about all the good deeds they've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, it just it's just. Uh, I, mean, I wish that they, Facebook is like so good at banning everything you say nowadays. Like, why can't they just zap the inspirational quotes immediately? Like, like oh, oh nope, no. we're not doing that. This is not. This is Mondays. No inspirational quotes on Mondays. I mean, it is always the most train wreck of a person that that tells other people how they should live their lives. Oh. Good. I say this as a as a as a born again train wrecker. Like I was a train wreck, and I've, I have gotten better. But I, boy, I used to post some inspirational quotes. And try <laughs> you to, did. Oh, Wait, you I posted was, inspirational. I was quotes. a habitual offender. I mean, there, <laughs> there's people out there listening right now thinking, Clay, didn't you used to do this? Well, I did, and I'm just telling you, as a former insider on the habitual quotes from a train wreck committee, 
I, I was. The, 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 it's a thing. Well, you. Know, I, I think that's like our, your Facebook feed every day is either it's the inspirational quote people. Somebody's got some picture of food. Somebody got some picture of kids, and then somebody wants you to like join whatever thing they're doing to make a thousand bucks in a week or whatever it is. You know, just some multi level marketing, whatever it is. And, and and former drug addicts who are now fitness fanatics. That's runners. They're all runners. <laughs> like you know, they're getting the runners high now. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, again, been there, done that. I, I only speak from places of personal experience when I say these things. Yeah, it's a uh, that's that's generally what you get. What you got? <laughs> Shout out to Jason Spell. He says he's enjoying the show. <laughs> At least somebody is. Yeah. I'm just you know I'm, I'm sure there's. People that post inspirational <clears throat> quotes that are not happy. All right, look, we got to take a break real quick. We ran over for that for that uh, phone call about music, but I'm glad we did. Let's get back online. Let's get back on track here on the schedule. And when we come back, we're going to play a game, and we'll give you guys a chance to win some. Uh, and this, these tickets are fifteen dollars a piece if you buy them. So this is a thirty dollar value for these haunted house tickets for the dark zone in Cross Gates. We're going to play a game. Is it a creed lyric? Is it a Bible verse? Or is it a motivational quote? We'll be right back with Sean York Karan on the Clay Edwards Show. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, I know y'all are excited. Yeah, if you ordered your Steinington Farms beef today, they're going to be up here in the area making their deliveries to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. So it's just your reminder here that if you got your order in, uh, make sure you uh, check your text messages for your receipt from Miss Katie Steinington. And uh, get excited. You got a grass-fed, grass-finished, 100% grass-fed beef order coming in today from Stonington Farms. Uh, be sure that if uh, you have any roof damage or you're considering a new roof, please consider Watkins Construction and Roofing for all your roof repair and replacement needs. You will not be disappointed. They're the industry leader here in the state. Heck, I found out the other day they also have an office over in uh, Birmingham, I believe. So uh, they're expanded over into Alabama. Good, great, locally-owned folks doing big things there. Michael Deere and his team, I know they've raised a ton of money for the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Way more than I have, but neither here nor there. Uh, wish them the best. Always doing great things, always giving back to the community. But, uh, look, if you need your roof repaired or replaced, give them a call. Complimentary roof inspections. They will come out, see what you need, and they will work with your insurance company from from uh, from the from the estimate to the completed product. They'll be in contact with you the whole way. You will not regret it. WatkinsConstructionInc.com. All right, let's play a game. The phone line, 601-879-0002. The first person that calls in is going to play the game because I'm not going to do this and then let y'all Google it. So anybody that wants a chance to win Dark Zone tickets, that's the haunted house there in Cross Gates. It's an awesome, awesome event they do. It raises money. Uh, I think they manage the kids' soccer fields and stuff. Uh and all that type stuff with the money. I forget which organization it is. That, uh, it's not, not like the JCs, but the mm-hmm. Rotary Club, something like that. Cool. Uh, nice. Good folks, man. And uh, I know I'm butchering this, but I'm doing this for free. So it is what it is. I want to give away some tickets. First person to call that wants to win some tickets to the Haunted House this weekend or next weekend in Brandon, 601-879-0002. We're going to play a game called Is It a Creed Lyric? Or is it a Bible verse? Or is it a motivational quote? You decide. 601-879-0002. All right, well, uh, when somebody decides they want to play, I'll tell you what. I, I, I Clearly, I cannot run one of these radio stations at the 10th caller. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't like haunted houses? 
right. While we're okay, we got a caller. Okay, we got a caller. They they may just get a participation award at this point. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're you're on there. Hey, yeah, I'm trying to play. You want to play the game? Yeah. All right. All right. Now you make sure you don't have your phone out cheating. All right. I don't. All right. Creed lyric or Bible verse or there is a dark option, a uh, a dark horse option of being a motivational quote. Let's see here. Hang me, watch me a while, let me see you smile. As I die, take me. As my body burns, let me see you yearn while I cry. Huh. Creed lyric. Oh, you won. I, just, I, I, gotta, I gotta play a harder game. Yeah. All right. Um, what is, uh, I got your number here on the caller ID. I'll call you back when we get off the air and tell what? you how to get your tickets. That's- that's my work number. That's my is that your work number? Well, don't get, text me. Text me on the Guns and Gear text line your information, and I'll give you a call when I get off okay. there. Can we do that? 769-241-1944. Let me write that down just because. 769-241-1944. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh-huh. All right. See, that was so hard. But, okay, now that the game's over, mm. let's – uh. Let's you and I play a little bit here. Okay. Let's just discuss how bad some of these lyrics are. Uh-huh. I was okay. I got yeah. I got a yeah. Go ahead. You got go some ahead. motivational quotes. Yeah, too? we could do out there. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I guess if y'all tuned in for politics today, um, sorry. <laughs> it's Friday. We got the whole weekend for the world to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, what what are we? What real, let's be honest. What are we really going to bring to the table today? We ain't got nothing to do with Palestine, Israel, and the money that Joe Biden's sending over there. Hundred million dollars. Now he wants to do a hundred billion dollars and split it between. Ukraine and Israel, I say no. They don't listen to me. You know that's that's my stance on it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, Sean. Here's some more Creed okay. lyrics. Here, these are great. I, and so I, I was listening to Creed's greatest hits the other day, and it just got me to thinking this would be fun. So I decided to Google some of these. All right, here's one. It says, "Uh, for we have crossed many oceans, and we labor in between. In life, there are many quotes, and I hope I find the mean." That's a that's a lyric lyric okay from the song "Wash Away Those Years." Was it Creed like a Christian band too, sort of? Or well, they deny it now, mm-hmm. but back in the day, they they played into it a little bit. That's what I th- thought I remember. There, there was a, there was a that that record label, Wind Up Records, had a slew of these mainstream sort of Christian bands. I get, the best way to compare them, they're kind of the Joel Osteen of Christian bands. Okay. <laughs> Pro- yeah, prosperity preachers of Pros- sorts. Okay, like Creed is a prosperity preacher band. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, like Twelve Stones, <laughs> the they were Joel but- Osteen of Christian. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, that's pretty. Funny. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. I just made that up on the spot there. I mean, I wonder if they're like hiding like fifty thousand dollars in their bathroom, <laughs> you know, like Joel. <laughs> and, you know, that was look, my favorite story ever. And I'll be the first to tell you, I like Joel Osteen and I like Creed. Hey man, look, I used to watch Joel Osteen because I was like, look, it's kind of like watching Tony Robbins. It's like it's very motivational. You yeah. like get out, you're like, God, I'm gonna be rich. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I went and saw Joel and Jackson, and it, look. You gotta, you gotta take it for what it is. Yeah, it's it's entertainment to me almost. You know, yeah. like it's like a motivational speaking. It's exactly. not, a, it's not going. It's not. It's yeah. It's the prosperity gospel, all that kind of stuff. And and then you know, then you find out that he's got fifty thousand bucks that he hid in the wall of his bathroom. I mean, it just makes it great. You know, it just makes it great. I bet the IRS didn't know about that. No. Let's we were talking about that earlier. I bet they didn't know about that. No, I do now. But man, I heard a story the other day about a business owner in a little small town here in Mississippi who owns a pot dispensary, owns. A liquor store and also has a church. 
Oh, that's great. And I was trying to explain that that church is for laundering money. Mm-hmm. There ain't no mistake about it. That that church is a that church is a t- is for funneling charitable donations through. Yeah. I mean, but you can make a lot of money as a preacher, though. You know? Yeah. Like, it's like a... He ain't the preacher. Oh, he's the preacher. Okay. He's I'm not just, the preacher. He I'm, just owns the church. I'm saying, like, drug dealer and preacher are really good money-making jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They just are. All right. Here's, a, here's another bad creed lyric. <clears throat> what makes you laugh? What makes you cry? What makes our youth run f- from the thought that we might die? What makes you bleed? That's a creed lyric too, right? Oh yeah, these are all creed lyrics. We're, okay, yeah, we're yeah, not, playing, yeah, the we're not playing the game. Okay, cool. these, are, these are just. I was creed like, did lyrics. I win? No. <laughs> <laughs> these are just creed lyrics. I, I, again, I like creed, but man, some of these. Go back and listen to that greatest hits album. I mean, because it's just got all the songs on there, mm-hmm. and it is really weird. Now, his father was a preacher. Is one of the textures on the Guns of Your Text line just reminded me of uh, Scott Stapp's dad, mm-hmm. and Creed's back together. Yeah. They were at the Astros playoff game the other night. Were they? It was like their first public appearance as, as Creed again. Because they've been around for, I mean, that came out when I was in college, that first album. That, so that late, first late album 90s. came out in like 98, 99. Yeah. And yeah. Man, I mean, I just remember rocking uh, What's This Life For? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still turn it up. What's this life for? I've, I was telling you off air, I've got an appreciation for them as the years went by. I like them now. I didn't like them at that time because I thought they were trying to play off the grunge era, which I was obsessed with, obviously. And I thought he kind of sounded like Scott Weiland a lot. And I was like, is this Stone Temple Pilots? Or is this, you know, what are they trying to be? Well, as you get a little age on you, you're able to look back and understand influences. Mm-hmm. You can tell he was he was highly influenced by the grunge era. Yeah. Like that yeah. was clearly, I don't get hair metal vibes from him, except he kind of had long hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they were really in, they were really influenced by your Alice in Chains of the world, your Stone, especially Stone Temple Pilots, yeah, and, and, and whatnot. So you could see that influence there. And Mark Tremonti, I tell you, if it wasn't for Mark Tremonti, we wouldn't even know who Creed is. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the greatest guitar players of a generation. Yeah, I mean, the rest of that band is so good and so well respected. They were able to start another band in Alterbridge with Miles Kennedy as the singer. Mm-hmm. That were almost as popular as Creed. Yeah. And o- overseas, they are more popular than Creed. They are. That like in Europe and stuff, mm-hmm. when they tour Europe, Shine Down and bands like that open for them. Oh, okay, so I mean, like Alter Bridge is a very well respected band. You know who Miles Kennedy is? Yeah, I know. I know who that is. Sure, like he was in a he was in that movie Rockstar, mm-hmm. but he wasn't really in the movie. Well, he was in one scene, but he did the yeah, voice he, of Mark, Mark Wahlberg. All that singing Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg did that was Miles Kennedy actually doing the singing. I got a confession. I I've got the Rockstar album downloaded on my Spotify. I, I like I the that. songs off of it. It's actually it's actually really good. I, it's you know you're like I'm listening to the songs from the fake rock band, yeah. but I really like this song. Well, at the end of that movie where Mark Wahlberg decides he's done mm-hmm. and he pulls the guy up off out of the crowd, yeah, that's Miles Kennedy. Okay, the skinny, super skinny guy that he yeah. pulls out. Okay, that's him. Yeah, gotcha. that's Miles Kennedy. I love that movie, by the way. I think it's a great movie. It, it is, and uh, like I love Miles. I, I got like a man crush on Miles Kennedy just mm-hmm. as, as a singer. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's the most underrated singer in the last thirty years or so. Well, wait, so like he's must been because that movie came out like in two thousand one. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty old movie now. Yeah, he's also the singer of Slash's solo band, The Snake Pit. Uh, is he? It's, it's called Mash, Miles Kennedy and Slash's Snake Pit, or Ma- Slash's Snake Pit. With okay, Miles I think Kennedy. I did know that. Yeah, now I'm remembering it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, good stuff. Let's read a few. Texts. I didn't realize that was his voice though on those songs. Now that you've told me that, because I really like those songs off that uh, that soundtrack. Uh, Robbie says, "I loved Alter Bridge. Saw them at Fire. I think maybe 15 years ago." Yeah, I still got some. Uh, I, I got to meet them on one of their tours. They actually headlined the Jägermeister Music Tour. I don't know if they played Fire. I'm sure they did. Chip booked everybody there at that time. But I saw them at Headliners. Mm-hmm. 
And they played the fair a couple of years ago, oddly enough. Really? And uh, like I said, they do okay in America, mm-hmm. but they're they're typically an opening band here. <clears throat> Unless, like, if they're on an arena tour, they're an opening band. They they headline like House of Blues, that type venues. Sure. But overseas, they're they're huge. I mean, they really. Like, if you're not if you're not checked out Alter Bridge, especially some of their newer stuff. And you say there's no good new rock out there, you're not trying hard enough to find it. Mm-hmm. Bands like Alter Bridge, uh, gosh, dang it, I had another one on the tip of my tongue. I was about to they sing that song, Lola Montez, and, and some Volbeat. Volbeat is an amazing newer rock band. So there's a lot of good rock out there. Uh, Sean, we got a minute. Let's take a break, come back, land the plane for the day. All right, we're back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, I was wrong about something. Uh, Got to call a spade a spade here. I went and queued up um, little rock star movie scenes and was going to play a song. Miles Kennedy was in the movie. He did the song Stand Up. But the, the a lot of the big singing was actually done by the lead singer from Steelheart. Like that We All Die Young song and the famous scene in the studio with Mark Wahlberg and he's uh, trying to get right and do the audition. Yeah. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but I love Steelheart. That song Angel Eyes, that dude could hit octaves that that would shatter glass. And if nobody's seen that movie, Rockstar, I, I think it's. I, I did you like it as much? I, as love, I, I love it. I, I think own I, the DVD. Yeah, so do I. I think yeah. it's a great movie. If anybody hasn't seen it, to check it out. It's about twenty years old. It is. Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer is it Aniston? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer right, Aniston's yeah. in it. Um, it. It's based about. It's kind of a spin on the Judas Priest story, where Rob Halford came out as gay. They kicked him out of the band. Yeah, and they got a band. They got a singer from a tribute band that's right that's, and, uh, that's this, the story this band was called still dragon not judas priest mm-hmm. but same concept they were a big like the biggest european metal band in the world yeah and, you know it's supposed to be the know, late 80s i guess right I think yeah it's the time frame they use. late mid 80s and next thing you know they pluck some kid out of from philadelphia yeah mark Wahlberg's always playing a kid from philadelphia he is and he's from boston isn't he yeah he's uh yeah he um that's right. They pluck him out. They pick him, find him at the concert, right, or something yeah. like that. He's out in the front row. Yeah, that's right. Singing or something. Okay, and he was in a tribute band also because he was also dressed like the guy. Apparently, yeah. yeah or maybe he right. sent his tape in. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to watch that this weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's a. They, I think they did a really good job of showing how rock music was in that era too, because then it transforms from that glam metal rock until Mark Wahlberg is like in Seattle in 1992 and that's the whole start of the grunge. Remember the end of the movie? Oh, that's, that's right. It the shows him playing in a coffee shop. Yeah, his coffee shop in like 1992 and it's yeah. kind of like the whole, that starts that whole new Yeah, like he just went from being the biggest, the band singer, one of the biggest bands in the world, theoretically, to playing a coffee shop. Yeah, he's got a flannel shirt on and combat boots like everybody did then and it's kind of like showing the transition of music to that. That's funny. I'm going to go back and watch that this weekend. I'm going to go back and watch that. Well, Sean, man, we didn't get into a lot of the the heavy politics stuff, I'm sure it'll be all over the station today. So people stay tuned in to WYAB all day. You got Jim Thorne up next, followed by Jameson Haygood and then Kim Wadle. Take us home from 4 to 6 with all of the news of the day. I'll be back here Monday. Don't forget, Monday, 8 a.m., it's top of the second hour. I will have Walt Kelly back in, back on the phone with me from Fayetteville, Arkansas, to discuss – uh, the Rankin County stuff. He's been very uh, been very outspoken on TikTok. Him and I do not agree on a lot of things. So maybe uh, we're calling it round two of uh, Clay versus Walt. So tune in, 8 a.m. Well, tune in 7 a.m., but at the top of the 8 a.m. hour, chaos ensues here on the Clay Edwards Show. We'll see Sean next Wednesday. Be safe, be blessed. Podcast will be up here shortly. ClayEdwardsShow.com and everywhere you download podcasts, stream music, books, and more.
Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.